Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh. Hey, you. Hi. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Dave doesn't like it when I do body rolls. I don't like it. I don't like that song. I don't like that Leslie Hall. (laughs) She freaks me out. She is amazing. The weird, glittery green jumpsuit. (sighs) I just wish I thought of it first. I'm glad you didn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't still love me if I were Leslie Hall? I would be Im- <laughs> a little embarrassed. Really? I would but love baby, you, but... Watch out for my body rolls. Watch out for my body rolls. You don't have to do it. This is how we do it. You don't it. have to do it. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. Yeah, I know. Once you start, I, you just have to do the thing. I don't think I've ever met another person who loves Leslie Hall the way I love Leslie Hall, but... Mm-hmm. She's amazing. You're gonna get, you know, just saying that you're gonna get people to be like, "I love Leslie Hall," and then I'm gonna look like a dumb dumb. <laughs> I'm not gonna look like a dumb dumb. I have heard from plenty of people who understand your point of view. Mm-hmm. I just need one person to tell me that I'm not crazy. It's just that it falls into the category of cringe for me. <sighs> Do you know what I'm saying? I can't like sometimes I can't separate something that's like deliberately weird. Uh-huh. To me, I'm just like, I'm cringing, even if I know that this is intentional. Mm, is it intentionally I th- weird? Yeah. I think I'm just better at separating that. And I love cringe, but not all cringe. No, I like her cringe. <laughs> I like it because it's an ownership over something. It's kind of like a fuck you to do something that other people will be like, oh, that's embarrassing. And she's like, no. I want to wear spandex and I want to do body rolls and I want them to be glittery and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. To be clear, to be clear, I'm not even necessarily that bothered by either her spandex or her (laughs) body or any of the oddness of it. I'm bothered by the faces and the affectation. It is it is weird, but I still like it. All right. Well, my opinions on Leslie Hall are well documented at this point. I don't feel a need to go any further. (laughs) <laughs> I did not think we were going to start this episode with Leslie Hall. I, I had notes. So. Leslie Hall wasn't one of them, but it is now. <laughs> well, I'm writing Leslie Hall, first order of business. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just take care of things in the order of importance. Yeah. Clarify positions on Leslie Hall. You know, Hall. you got to start strong. Yeah. Start with your Leslie Hall material. <laughs> Every time. Job interview, Leslie Hall. All right. That's how it works. Maybe not, though. Um, it I stand is, by it. It is early December. <clears throat> it is now December around here. Yes. Is that a band name? It is now December? It, it The early December? The early something? Are you just thinking of the Decemberists? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, I'm offended. You're so pissed off. Yeah, I'm offended. I'm very well versed with the Decemberists. Why are we so cagey today? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because I drink, keep drinking caffeine when I shouldn't. Mm. I don't even know if there's caffeine in that cream soda. No, I'm talking about the coffee I had earlier today. <laughs> the coffee. <laughs> I was going to say caffeine, and then I said coffee, and mm-hmm. I said it weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I can't drink a small coffee without it affecting me. I can't drink enough coffee. It it takes me forever to get that caffeine fix. I drink a thimbleful and I'm like done. I need to stop drinking it. 
No, but you I need won't. to keep drinking it. You need to build your immunity. No, it's like making my bladder hurt if I drink it. It's not. I told you about this the other day. It's a bad idea, and I need to stop. Maybe I don't remember. It makes your bladder hurt. Yeah, I definitely to told you this the other day. Like the day that I had like a manic episode yeah. in Walmart buying oh, gifts for right, a yeah. friend's birthday. You did mention that. I had nothing but like a giant sugary cookie and a small coffee. Yeah, right. And I was like wired and my bladder hurt all day. The dog is whining right now and yeah. uh, that is going to drive me nuts. I'm ignoring him. I I will not ignore him. If this persists, I will stop this train well, right let's, here. Let's see if it persists. Okay. <clears throat> but yes, I need to stop. Yeah. It's on the record you know, that I need to stop. It's, I mean, I, I kind of like hyper-caffeinated Christy. It's, a, it's kind of a fun thing. It's fun, but... It scares me that it actually causes my internal organs pain. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but like then when you're all full of caffeine, I get like emergency work calls. Like <laughs> what size underwear do you think he wears? <laughs> that's the thing I did. I actually thought it was an emergency because you don't call me at work. very No. Often. And so I get up and go, I got to take this. And I walk away. Hey, girlfriend. And you go, listen, super important question. <laughs> What size underwear do you think Mike wears? Specifically, I said, what size boxer briefs? <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, it was uh, it was important to, to figure that out, to get a good gift and all. Yes, and those boxer briefs had a cat wearing an eye patch and doing kung fu on them. So pretty good. It was pretty important. That said... It maybe maybe it could have been not quite such an emergency. Um, to be fair, I was having a moment and also did not really care that you were at work. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's true, but I just didn't care. I just didn't care. I was going to say I didn't realize you were at work, but I remember distinctly being like thinking like, He's at work and just disregarding Fuck that. Fuck it. Yeah. That was really funny. Like, Dave needs to be at my back and call. <laughs> I appreciated it. I thought it was pretty <sighs> good. I'm sure you told your coworkers. Uh, I did. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> upon returning to my desk. Uh, Christy just called me to ask me what size underwear our friend wears. Also, I learned something, which is that if you're like in, in my office and you're in the hallway kind of <clears> area and you go all the way to the end of the hallway that doesn't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you just stand there on your phone, people think something important's going on. Yeah. If you're just on your phone, they look and they go, woo, and they keep going. <laughs> like, if you just don't, like, make a really silly face or, like, you're not laughing, they go, oh, yeah. boy, that must be important. That's, not, that's the important <laughs> call hall. Yeah, it is. It's where you go to, you know, I got to get away from everything. Let me go all the way down to the end of this hallway. Because it's, like, a place you would have no reason to go except to get away. Yeah. Because there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. Well, now you know where to go when I call you in the middle of the day for no good reason. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I wanted to say hi to our friend Aubrey. Yeah. Because she's probably going to be listening. And um, Aubrey just had surgery, so she's recovering. And I know she's been really bored. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, if you're listening, uh, there's more pills. <laughs> Take more pain meds. Take more meds. All the drugs. It's probably it's super med good. time. Or it's popsicle time. 
It might be popsicles. It's man. probably one of those times. We were debating about whether how the quantity of popsicles that Can is permissible you eat to have. A whole popsicle? Or is it just part of a popsicle? We have this so is many questions. Aubrey specific question. <laughs> this is really we should this just is, go talk to Aubrey. It's actually really weird to be on a podcast and be like, we'd like to talk to one person right now. <laughs> everyone else just stop listening. It's yeah. not for you. <laughs> <laughs> just to, everyone wait. You can wait your turn, but hold on. Right now, the popsicle thing. <laughs> um, We're expecting an answer back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Aubrey seems to be doing uh, good after her surgery, which is good. Yes. And uh, and yeah, shout out. She lead with that. She's doing well. Yeah, we didn't address that at all. Mm, I'm uh, very bad at that. <laughs> uh, but she is. She's doing good. <clears throat> um, yes. We wanted to, up top, I think, talk yes. about a follow-up to the Winchester Mystery House. Do you want to take the lead on this? Yes. Um, our friend Kirsten is, she just moved to California and she told us that she was going to go to the Winchester mystery house once she got out there and got settled in a little bit. And she in fact did that and she sent us some updates and some photos. Some pretty cool stuff. Um, speaking of Aubrey, we really want to show those pictures to Aubrey who's been there because she couldn't remember taking any pictures herself. So yeah. I wanted to show her the pictures that uh, Kirsten took. So they're they're really cool. She got a picture of the door that goes to nowhere, which obviously you can't, like, go to because you would die. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would tumble to your death out. You the mean, door. You mean the door? The door that just goes right out the building on the second story. Yeah. Yeah. Good design. Like <laughs> that a lot. Got a picture of that. Got a picture of a bunch of really cool stuff. The dog zip. Yeah. <laughs> picture <laughs> of a picture of a painting Is of a, a painting? dog, or a picture of a, I think it's a picture. Picture uh, of a picture of a dog. A picture named of zip. a picture of a doggo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm, yeah, his name is Zip. Yep. Well, what I don't I like even it. know what breed that is. It's just that shaggy headed looking kind thing. Some kind of terrier, maybe. Yeah. It's you know that's not my preferred kind of dog. <laughs> I have never, I don't think, actually heard you say you don't prefer a kind of dog. Really? I know it has to be true, but They're, you've never said it. The like little scruffy ones, <clears throat> not my thing. They're mm. cute. I would still pet them. Yeah, but like and you're play about with them. If you but, like, had your druthers. Yeah. Davenport Druthers. My Davenport Druthers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've i always been more of like a medium to big dog person because I always had medium big dogs. Yeah. And to be quite frank, the little dogs skeeve me out because I'm, I'm really clumsy and I'm just afraid of like falling on them. Oh, so it's not their fault. You just don't want to no, hurt the dog. No, I, I don't want to hurt the dog. But I, every time I hang out with a little dog, I always enjoy it. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, man, you could just pick him up and carry him. This is great. Yeah, it's awesome. I could have a dog on me always. In, Sign me in up. In fairness, you can pick up Bo. He just won't let you. <laughs> He's not and that also, heavy. I don't think I physically could pick up Bo. Really? <laughs> if he weren't so awkwardly arranged, yeah. maybe. Okay. But his weight is probably at least 90 pounds. Mm, yeah, he's yeah, That's he's quite a, big boy. a bit of weight. He's and a big boy. He's like got such long legs and he's like weirdly dispersed. His weight's weirdly <laughs> yeah. organized on his body. That was <laughs> a weird way to say that. <laughs> the last time I picked him up, I just went both arms underneath like his front and back legs and just picked him up like a forklift. Uh huh. And he wasn't thrilled with it, but he let me do it. I can't remember why I did it either. You pick him up occasionally when you pull him onto you. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, if I'm on the couch and he's just kind of looking at me, I'm like, nope. And I grab him and I'm you like, call it puppy timeout. Puppy timeout. Yeah. And he, like, <laughs> weirdly responds to that. He's just like, I don't like this, but I know I'm in here for good reason. Yeah, I think when he's, when I have him, like, I've grabbed him and he's laying on me, he's like, ah, all right, well, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better than seeing a 90-pound dog just give up. Just give up. <laughs> just be like, all right, I all guess right. we're cuddling. Yeah, that's more or less it. Yeah. He's been doing a thing <clears throat> lately where he just he calls up to my side of the bed and lays on my head we're, and with his butt in Dave's face. So that's a thing. We're getting distracted. We are. <laughs> dogs, 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 dogs. But dogs, dogs, dogs. anyways, back to the pictures. Yeah, so there, there was a cool one of like – what looked like a door that opened up into just a hole. And then there was like some like what looked like exterior work in between. And then another, another door. door. Yeah. Like just like doors that go stupid places. There's a bathroom that's in a closet or it looks like it is. So they've got closet doors that don't really close like door doors. And then there's this bathroom in there. Yeah. Apparently it was so that when uh, the people could easily get in and check on her while mm-hmm. she was getting old and go into the bathroom by herself. Yeah, something like that. She also got a picture of the trap door from the seance room that goes into the sink. Yeah. And she said they left through a closet. There's like a door, a one-way door through the closet. Yeah. They left through the closet door. (laughs) I want to be in a situation where I'm just like, okay, nice hanging out with you. And then I leave through a closet. (laughs) Can you imagine if the person you're with doesn't know there's an exit back there? You just like walk into a closet. Okay, bye. And go into the closet. I wish I could do my house up this way. We're just like in my closet, just like a dumbwaiter type elevator that I can go down. Have I ever told you that it's my dream to have a house with two specific features? One is a library with floor... To ceiling bookshelves on every wall. And like a big ladder that goes around them. Yes. Yeah, like so you could be like Belle from Beauty and the yes. Beast. Yes. <laughs> Two. Gosh, they should see your face right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbridled enthusiasm. Yep. Um, Two is trap doors in secret rooms everywhere. You could do that in any house. You just got to cut a hole. Well, that was why I got so excited when I found out that the hardware stores, like the Lowe's or Home Depot, sells a secret door, bookshelf door. Oh, really? Remember I showed you that? I don't remember seeing that. Because it was when Ben was living here, and I was like, we could turn, we could put that on Ben's room. And you're like, (laughs) we could put a secret door with no exit out of it on Ben's room. He's going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just knock when you need out, Benjamin. You know, I, I still love the idea of, like, having a secret room. I love it. Let's just go live in the Winchester Mystery House. The problem is people are real good at figuring out regular old square houses. They'd go like, okay, well, the bathroom goes there and this room goes there. So there's got to be something in this corner. Um, The secret rooms aren't for other people. They're for me. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. And for whatever I choose to keep in them. I just wanted a system of like hamster tunnels that goes all over my house. You could put a messenger hamster in one room and then he comes out another room. That's what I want. I just learned the other day that. <laughs> what, what? Where are you going to go with this? <laughs> Where can you possibly have there information are wild on this? hamsters. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We learned that playing Last Jackbox. Night. Yeah. I didn't know there were wild hamsters. It makes sense. It does. I'm just saying I've only ever seen domesticated ones, so well, I didn't know. Like, every animal 
had to have a wild version right. of it. I get that, but I just kind of figured it was a thing that had no real use. Like we over domesticated it and it yeah. was just a pet kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like wild hedgehogs. We don't have them here. I just think it's a thing we don't have here. We're getting off topic again. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm insufferable today. Okay. Today's a weird day. Mm, We're just, it is. We don't, we don't have everything 100% it's, here. It's the coffee, man. It's like energy but tired at the same time. My mm. brain just like does weird things. Let's get back to what... We have to do Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more exactly we have to say on the subject. There was some creepy basement stuff yeah. that was pretty spooky. And I wanted to mention she did like, you can do like an extended tour. Yeah. Which and is like recent. That. Yeah. She said they added that in the last year or so. Yeah. So Aubrey probably didn't get to do that when she was there, but. Maybe um, next time. It was, yeah. It, it looked like fun. She said it was the second extra tour thing was a lot of fun the tour guide was better too yeah and that they had a coffee bar and they had good drinks yeah so yeah and uh, snacks uh one of my favorite uh pictures that she sent us was uh it's like a photo of the house that was taken at some point um it's like a picture of a photo of the house yeah and there's this really creepy looking she said the apparition. PR person had taken it years ago okay I guess, like, the window didn't have curtains on it at the time, and when you look, there is this sort of strange apparition-looking thing that kind of resembles a human form. It looks like, if you were just looking at it, you'd be like, oh, a curtain's in the window. I'm sure if you looked close, there's, like, more of a form to it, Mm -hmm. but that's a way you could rationalize it, but there were no curtains on that window, so it's a weird, like, white, light-colored apparition. Yeah, right. Pretty um, spoopy. God, I feel like I'm gonna okay? sneeze. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. I've been like sneezing constantly all day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just uh, it's probably good for us to say thank <clears throat> you to Kirsten, who is our now first ever Goose Chase remote correspondent. Yeah, field reporter. Field reporter for Goose Chase She's on the offered scene. Offered her services. Yeah. So we're gonna find a way to take advantage of that. I don't know how yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be cool because it's a thing that, that we can't necessarily go all the way out there to investigate stuff. I mean, you know, not all the time, but maybe one day. Yeah. But so, yeah. But but yeah, no, I, I really appreciated that and being able to see some of that stuff from like uh, that firsthand perspective. I also appreciate. That she she like listens and in live messages us while she's listening. Oh yeah. And so we'll we'll come and check on the messages and there's just like things she was thinking about when she listened to the episode. And I really like that. I do too. I encourage anyone who wants to do that to do that. Like yeah. I, I love getting messages from her and seeing what she's thinking about the episode. Yeah, we like that kind of thing because yeah. you know, we're like narcissists and really like to hear things <laughs> about ourselves. Well, it's not like she listened to the episode and she's like, you sound really good. No, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like her ideas on the things we talk about, David. Lately, I'm really quick to call myself on being like a self-centered little dummy. I mean, I, I'm, it's, it's okay to be self-centered a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't have children. <laughs> I know that about myself. Yeah. It's good to know these things about yourself. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Be, be self-aware. Yeah. I'd um, suggest it. It's For fine. everyone else's sake, please be self-aware. Take a good, hard look at yourself tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
and contemplate what am I and what have I become? Yes. Um. Oh, real quick, I just wanted to say that uh, re- <laughs> recently Dave has been finding weird things around the house and in the bathroom that he wasn't <laughs> expecting, like my water glass in the shower. This is I wasn't <laughs> intending on discussing discussing this on the podcast, but let's do it now. Twice this week, I found a toothbrush in the shower. I found uh-huh. that personally kind of weird. And then today, I found a full glass just sitting in the shower full of water. Uh-huh. And you're just bringing stuff in the shower now. Yeah. You, the man who used to insist that if I were going to take a bath, I needed to bring at least three bath beers with me. That's entirely different. Bath beers are non-negotiable. It's a bath beverage. (laughs) It is, I guess. It's not an exciting one. It's not one that can't wait. Well, I woke up. I didn't even tell you this part. I had a hard time falling asleep because my legs were starting to cramp, and then I finally fell asleep. And then when I woke up this morning, my leg cramped before I could get out of bed. Me too. My so, leg cramped this morning. Aww. <laughs> oh, God, that's so cute. Aw, debilitating pain. Yeah, we're ailing in the Aww. same ways. God, we're, we're terrible. We're falling apart. God, our, we suck. Yeah, we fucking do. Aww. Oh, so cute. <laughs> um... <clears throat> anyway, shitty, shitty bodies. Yep. So I was like, man, I really need to make a point to drink more water today and probably shouldn't dehydrate myself with coffee. And then I went out and got coffee. But <laughs> it's I hate myself and I do this to myself. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, I was trying to be good. So I was like, I'm going to drink more water. Yeah. And I thought I had enough time to take a jacuzzi bath. To try to, like, help my legs a little bit, too. Yeah. But then I realized I didn't have that much time. And then I forgot to drink the water because I wasn't <laughs> taking the jacuzzi bath. Right. And also, I brushed my teeth in the shower to save myself time. I get that it's an efficiency thing, but I do not want to brush my teeth in the shower. Really? No. And I like also, it. does that mean you're spitting toothpaste down the shower drain? Yeah, there are more disgusting things in that shower than the toothpaste that I spit well, that goes right down the drain. Uh, well, but it dries up. Toothpaste dries up. Okay. It, <laughs> no. It's fine. We're, we're not having this argument right no, now? No, okay. we're really not. You need to go look at that drain when you go upstairs and then complain to me about the toothpaste. All right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah, that it does need cleaned. Yeah. Damn, I just got like scolded publicly <laughs> on my own podcast. It's not even that it, it's not like dirt. It's that that bathroom starts to mold really yeah. quickly and it skeeves me out. Yeah, but we need to out. do something about that. Yeah. That was not what I meant to talk about. Well, thank you for publicly defaming <laughs> my bathroom. <laughs> it, it's not your fault. It's just a poorly set up bathroom. Mm. Any it's 1960s bathrooms. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's an old bathroom. It's an old Old person bathroom, too. It's an old person bathroom with an old people tub. There's, like, pink tile on the wall. Which I love. Yeah, it's Just great. Just love it. It's great. I like the gray tiles that form as a border above the pink tiles. Yeah, the gray it's tiles nice are great. Touch. I yeah. wish the whole thing was gray. Me, too. Maybe someday I'll just, uh, I don't know, run around it with a hammer and break everything off the walls. All right. Um. Moving on. Let's move on. Good. Yeah. I'm ready. You ready? <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to play a game? I think I think I'm ready to play a game. Guess what game I want to play? Uh, I think I know what it is. It's Trues of Fiduce. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Very exciting. What do you got for me? I am so ready. <laughs> I'm gonna. Are sneeze. you though? No, I'm gonna sneeze. This is driving me insane. 
Oh my god. You're a little sicky, baby. Yeah. It's been a few days. Yeah. Yeah. But you you haven't fully gotten sick yet. You're like on the precipice of sickness. No other symptoms, just got a real tickly nose <clears throat> and runny nose. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. That's fine. What do you got for all me? All right. <clears throat> My throat's getting all clogged. Um basket store shaped like a basket. Opening on May Basket Day in Basket, Minnesota. <laughs> okay. That's number one. Uh, before we go on, we didn't explain the rules. Oh, my God. We, didn't, we, we have not made this mistake in 60 episodes. And now, as we round the corner to 61. That's when it all goes downhill. We screwed it up. Yeah, this is the beginning of the end, my friend. Well, Trues and Fnews is a game, a classic game, a game that's taking the internet by storm in which Christy will present to me two false stories, one true story. It is my job to discern the true story from the false story or the truths from the Fnews. Exactly right. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Did I get all that right? Yes. Okay, good. Let me say that first one again. Sure, let's do that again. Basket store shaped like a basket opening on May Basket Day in Basket, Minnesota. I... This feels real right off the bat. <laughs> then are you ready for number two? Number two. You're in trouble. FDA investigates video of Kellogg's worker relieving self on food. <laughs> okay. All ready, right. Ready for number three? Yeah. Teen shocked when the lawn statue they tried to steal turns out to be a real person. <laughs> Oh my god. That's hilarious and weird. I love my favorite part of this game is before I know what the answer is, mm -hmm. where I have to contemplate exactly how weird you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's more it's more than just trying to deduce what you think is real. It's like, man, if this one isn't real, they're real fucked up. Yeah, like what made her think ever in a million years to write that one? You know, that's one of those questions we can't even answer for each other because the way the brain and creativity works yeah. is just like, I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Huh. Well, recap. Yeah, let's hear a recap here. <clears throat> basket store shaped like a basket opening on May Basket Day in Basket, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope that's real. I hope that's real. Go on. <clears throat> You're in trouble. FDA investigates video of Kellogg's worker relieving self on food. Okay. This one I'm this one I'm a little cold on. Ready for number three again? Yeah. Teen shocked when the lawn statue they tried to steal turns out to be a real person. Man. Man, these were kind of rushed when I made them, so I'm <laughs> glad that they're good. I Oh, man, I have a real strong inclination. Yeah? I'm probably wrong, but I just don't care. I'm. It's. It won my heart. I want the basket store to be real. I'm voting for it. It's not real. No! <laughs> no! Why can't it be real? I don't know, but it is nice, right? It is really nice. A store that just sells baskets, shaped it, like a basket. Because, of course. In a town named Basket. Because it's the town of Basket, and they love baskets. Basket, Minnesota is not a real place. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. That's actually, thought, a, of all of these, this one hurts the most. 
I thought Minnesota seemed like a place that would have a town named Basket. Yeah, it does. And would have a store shaped like a basket that sells baskets. <laughs> but Basket Day is a real thing. It was. It's actually May Day. Oh. The 1st of May. But apparently a thing people used to do was um, just make baskets for each other, like little baskets of flowers and candies and just give them to their neighbors. That's nice. Yeah, right? Why, why don't we do that? I don't know. Just, we didn't do it as much. Yes, I mean, I don't know how to make a basket for one. Oh, you don't have to make the basket, but you oh. just like get a basket and put stuff in it. I mean, if you're really into weaving <laughs> if, you're, if you're really things, into weaving. Like, it, what's that stuff? Like wicker? Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could. What is wicker made of anyway? Just sticks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one you know, of those don't things answer. that I don't know about that I'm going to make up an answer to. One of Christie's classic it's probably's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one time we were in Wisconsin with our <laughs> friends and there's a place called Black Earth. And I was like, we were talking about why it's called Black Earth. I mean, the the dirt is like black. Right. And I was like, well, it's pro- my first thought is that it's probably a lot of nitrogen. My second thought is I know very little about horticulture. <laughs> I found that so uh, amusing. At least I'm aware of my shortcomings. I mean, that's that's what made it so great to me. Is I, <laughs> how many times have I caught myself going, yeah, it's probably this. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. What the hell would I know the answer to that question? Everyone doesn't. Everyone, yeah. We all think we're experts on everything. I guess we all do, don't we? Um, it turns out, because I did look it up, organic matter. Organic That's what matter. makes it so black. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the news quiz, and you got busted. You didn't tell me oh, what it right. actually was. Why are we fucking is. up the game so hard? <laughs> oh, it's me. I'm just a mess. Yeah, do you want to take a second guess? Second guess? Or do you want me just to tell you? Is it Pea Guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was real. See, You're in Trouble sounded like something you'd write. I know. Because- that's why I picked that version of the headline. God. There were multiple headlines for this story, like different people, different like outlets named it different things. Mm-hmm. And I chose that one specifically because <laughs> I think I called, we called our urine episode something like that. Maybe. Or I made a joke like that about the pee therapy. Yeah. Pee therapy. Do we know what he peed on? Yes, Kellogg's, like the cereal. Oh, like cereal flakes? I think so, yeah. Man. So basically, I think... So he literally pissed in someone's cornflakes. Yeah. Let me find the article and read it to you. (laughs) That's an expression? Yeah, you never heard anyone say, oh, who peed in your cornflakes? No. Yeah, that's a thing. People be like, oh, yeah, you know, who pissed you off, whatever. This man literally... Urinated in cornflakes, and I didn't hear about it until now. <laughs> yes, disappointed. Um, so what it says about this U.S. Food and Drug Administration has opened a criminal investigation after a video of a man urinating on a Kellogg's factory assembly line surfaced online. Hmm. The video was uploaded to worldstarhiphop.com World on Friday. It shows a man urinating on cereal as it comes off the assembly line. It then pans to a sign featuring the Kellogg's logo. <laughs> um, it's almost like perfect sabotage. It's like, right. here's the P, here's the Kellogg's logo, there's some cornflakes. Yep. 
An internal investigation by the food giant found the video was recorded in 2014 at a factory in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, no. A statement from the company said products potentially affected by the urine would be past their expiration dates by now. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> yes. Because that means yes. everyone ate pea cornflakes. <laughs> that means that those pea cornflakes were eaten by everyone There's already. no pea cornflakes left. No. We ate them all we up. We ate all the pea cornflakes. <laughs> This makes me very happy. I eat very little cereal and almost never is it cornflakes. Wow. That's so bad. That's like not better. That's worse. No, that's not. Yeah, (laughs) that's not what you should have said. Yeah. (laughs) That's way worse. Find a different way to frame that. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. They're all expired by now. It's fine. No. Um, Can you imagine how many boxes of cereal that pee ended up in? I mean, I'm sure it's just got to be a big old line that gets all just kind of scattered yeah. into a funnel. And and a little bit of pee goes a long way. Yeah. And it's like it gets all mixed in. Pee goes places, baby. <laughs> pee goes places. Pee goes places. Pee goes places. It's uh, very ambitious. <laughs> it's going places. Uh, what if they didn't clean up the pee and it got on other things yeah, that are still there? Yeah, I guess if they there. didn't know it was there. Yeah. And that's just like years and years of cereal with pea residue. Yeah, like what if the cereal funnel itself, the part where the <clears throat> they all goes through to get into the box, what if that got pee? I on mean, it? they have to clean the parts somewhat regularly, right? Like I don't know. I'm not in the cornflake business. <laughs> what are the cornflake manufacturing plant standards? We have to know. Yeah. Do they sterilize it frequently? Yeah. Because if what happens when someone pees and you don't know? <laughs> There have to be pee precautions. Precautions. <laughs> it's just a precautionary measure. It's a precautionary measure, That's people. All. People. Pe- no. <sighs> I tried. One too far. <laughs> um, the video was shot at a time when Kellogg- Kellogg's and a union were involved in a labor dispute. Kellogg's is conducting a separate internal investigation into the matter and is working to identify the urinating man. We're outraged by this completely unacceptable situation, and we will work closely with authorities to prosecute to the full extent of the law. An FDA representative said the agency does not confirm or deny investigations as a matter of policy, but is aware of the video. Uh, Food manufacturers are responsible under the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act for ensuring food is safe, wholesome, and truthfully labeled. They definitely didn't say that there was pee in my cornflakes. I'm pretty sure the ingredients list doesn't list that. Did not include pee. While we do not, as a matter of policy, confirm or deny investigations, we can assure consumers that we take seriously our mission to protect the public health. I mean, I don't think the article needed to say that the agency doesn't confirm or deny investigations if they were going to quote them saying it, but okay, you can put it in there twice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I'm very bothered by this. I peed in everyone's cornflakes. I'm relieved that it wouldn't... (laughs) Relieved, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm relieved that I don't buy brand name cornflakes. Yeah. So... But generics are often made by the same manufacturer. Oh, my God. You could have eaten pea flakes. I could have eaten pea flakes. I probably did eat pea flakes. You lived. I lived. But you got just a little more pee in your body <laughs> that's not yours. I wonder if that translates on the mic. I, I probably did eat pea flakes. <laughs> I think it does. I've whispered into the mic before. 
Um, so, wow, you busted me, and I'm <sighs> both disappointed there is no basket-shaped basket store and really sad there was pea and cornflakes. So that was a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, you know, you're not disappointed that teens weren't shocked when the lawn statue they tried to steal turned out to be a real person. I pictured it being the, one of those, like, New York City, like, silver-painted robot men. Yeah. And then he just does That's what I was picturing. a little kazoo in his mouth, and when they go to pick him up, he goes... <laughs> For some reason in my head, he just like let them try to pick him up and then he just like said something to them. It's yeah. like, hey kid, put me down. Kid, get off of me. <laughs> Go home. It's late at night. Leave me alone. Uh, For some reason it makes me think of lawn jockeys. <laughs> I mean, they're a statue of people. They're just really teeny. Which makes me think of real jockeys. <laughs> Because I met one the other day. Go on. <laughs> I met one the other day, and he was tiny. Really? Yes, and then it makes me think of the Always Sunny episode <laughs> where uh, Charlie keeps referring to all jockeys as lawn jockeys. Yeah, like he doesn't realize that a lawn jockey and a jockey are different things. Yeah, I like that. That episode has my favorite line from It's Always Sunny, which is, I think, let Patty do a line off your boner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it wasn't Patty. It was something else. Something else. Cricket? No. No. No, it was the jockey's name, but I forget his name now. Oh, yeah. Buster. Yeah. It was Buster. Wow. Man, my recall is aces. Sharp as attack. Uh, Let's move on. We have a middle yeah. seggy. Yeah. And I, and I don't know what it is. It's pretty brief, but it's something <clears throat> we watched the other day with friends. Um, Since we had a couple miss. People missing from our normal Sunday night get together. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to start a new show or anything without everyone being there. So we decided to watch some stand up. Right. And our friend Jen suggested a comedian named Daniel Sloss to uh-huh. us. Yes. Um, we watched his stand up called. Uh, the second one was called uh, uh, Puzzle Jigsaw. Jigsaw. That's it. <clears throat> the first one is called Dark. You and I haven't watched that one yet. We're going to. But yes, it looks really good. Um, Jigsaw is, first, he's hilarious. He really is um, very funny. I really like his comedy. I like the way he says things. I like the way he explains things. And I like the fact that he's not afraid to not be funny. Like, he he takes things in a serious direction sometimes, and he's not afraid to do that. Yeah. But still bring it back around. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's like a bold move when you're a stand-up comic. But think, if you do yeah. it right, it's really powerful, and he does it really well. I think you could consider this a trend. Like I, <clears> think, <throat> I think so too. I think something about stand-up is changing. You know, and and I don't think it's it's not that it was never like this, but you're yeah. getting an increasing number of stand-up sets that feel more like I guess like a one man or one woman show. Yeah, and I I think that as um, the world changes and the people inhabiting it change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like millennials are adults now. You know, millennials are adults. I mean, if so, on paper, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the as the younger generations we have so many opinions formed on get older, like the, the our lives have been shaped by like a different economy than our parents and all kinds of things. So Yeah. Now these people that have been shaped by that are like doing things like comedy and and 
the way you go about things is a little different. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why he's not afraid to talk about some grittier things or more serious things. Yeah, really personal stuff. Yeah. But I I love him. I think he's great. Yeah, me too. Do you know about the fact that he he mentioned it in the show, but he says, and it's somewhat true, that that stand-up special Jigstop is responsible for breaking up thousands of relationships. Yeah, he did say that. Now, <laughs> I feel like you're about to do a classic Christie follow-up. I, I read about it. Details. If you go on Reddit and you look into the, like, I'm sure you can find lots of stories. Yeah. But people have been responding to him on Twitter, like, retweeting him and being like, I watched your special and I broke up with my significant other. He's like keeping count. It's like, I, <laughs> I want to say it's like 5,000 at this point. Oh, man, like, the damage. Th- so Jigsaw, it's named that because it has to do with an analogy that his dad told him to explain yeah. like our the meaning of life, how we live our lives. And he, he uses that as a jumping off point to talk about love and relationships mm-hmm. and the way we've been taught to think about them yeah. and how it can be damaging and misleading um, and make us sometimes feel like not enough or there's something wrong with us that we're not like getting yeah. the fulfillment out of it that other people have. That that so often we end up with the wrong people or someone when we shouldn't be with anyone. And yeah. I think that's a worthwhile that's a worthwhile thing to explore because a lot of right. people just kind of take for granted that where they are is where they're supposed to be. Right. And I, yeah, I do think that damages people sometimes. I just had a conversation <clears throat> a little bit ago with someone that was like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be in a serious relationship with anyone again. I'm like. That's cool. I was like, are you cool with that? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, then that's good. Like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't do something you don't want to do. You do you. Be single forever if that makes you happy. Like, Yeah, there's plenty of people that... That's fine. ...that manage to be... I mean, I think people... I, who knows if people are ever actually happy? I mean, <clears throat> with people and without people. I'm right. not sure if anyone's ever actually happy. But I'm not sure if they'd be happier with right. someone. Some, You know? I mean, everyone's different. You don't really have to have another person. <laughs> the dog just bumped my pop filter. <laughs> no, I was hoping to not discuss it, but uh, we're giving them attention now. <laughs> of course. Um, so yeah, no, I, I love that he's keeping track actually. I think it's really funny. I think it's kind of, um, it's also like there's a whole bunch of people out there that are just waiting for an excuse. Exactly. And that's what most (laughs) of it is. And watch that with your girlfriend on Netflix. That's a joke he makes in the episode is like, sometimes you're just waiting for that person. Like you lower your standards for what unforgivable is and you're just waiting for the person to do one wrong move. So you have an excuse to leave. Yeah, but um, a lo- I was expecting some of the comments to be salty. Like I watched this with my girlfriend and she dumped me, but most of it was really positive. It was like oh, I watched this and he actually made a good point mm-hmm. and allowed me to like admit to myself that I was doing that, that I was really unhappy and it wasn't working for either of us and we called it yeah like some people might see that and be cynical about it and be like how you know how dare he take joy in that kind of thing but i think most reasonably it's like people end up better when they walk away from things that aren't working for them yeah and maybe they can come back to those things when they're ready or whatever and also wouldn't it be really cool if you made a joke about relationships you made a stand-up special featuring relationships and people you don't know were like, 
you helped me make a big life decision yeah. about my relationship. Like that's still that's got to feel good. Yeah, people yeah. are like, no, what you said was, of course, it was a joke and it was funny, but it also made a lot of sense. Yeah. You helped me fix a problem that was existing in my life <laughs> that I just needed someone to kind of give me permission to fix. Sometimes you need someone to like give you the straight talk. Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of what this. Po- this um not this podcast we don't do that no. <laughs> we lie to you <laughs> <laughs> no we don't no, um we try not to it's this it's what the stand-up special does <clears throat> on a safe distance yeah you know, of being like that friend who like is like doesn't give you any bullshit it's like i don't like that yeah. i don't like that person you're dating <laughs> it's like that but from far away and a little less sassy but yeah. like a little bit less. Just a little Just a little. Bit. Maybe a little darker. Definitely recommend watching that. It's uh, on Netflix. It's I thought it was great. Daniel Sloss live shows, and it's the second episode yeah. in the series, uh, which, like, you know, we haven't seen the first one. I'm sure it's equally good, but that's the one we saw, so. Yeah. I We have heard that it's equally good, so <coughs> I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, that's all I want to talk about. All right. Well, then why don't we take ourselves a little break? We'll come back with our main segment. I don't think it's going to be a particularly long one. I hope that's fine. No, we've gone long enough in this. It'll make up for it. Okay. Uh, So we'll be back in a minute with the main segment for this episode. Please stick around. All right. get through this without sneezing me it's, too it's threatening it's like a storm on the horizon if you sneeze on our podcast i'm going to divorce you i did not marry you you married me do they know that joke no i don't <laughs> think so like, one of my favorite things is like like out of nowhere like a couple of years ago <laughs> i said something i was i was just like oh whatever girlfriend i don't know i was just you i was just like come on and then you gave me a shrug and went you married me <laughs> and I went, I don't, I don't think I did. <laughs> so now it's just a thing I say that makes no sense. Help. <laughs> Snap and finger guns is part yep. of it. You married me. You married me. <laughs> uh, do you want to introduce this topic or should I? I'll do it. You do it. So this is a topic I gave Dave mm-hmm. that is something that I used to read about to frighten myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, I decided to add it to the list because I haven't looked into it in years, but it, it makes me like really happy in a creepy way. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite spoopy stories. So <clears throat> it is the black eyed children. Yes. 
the Black Eyed Children, a creepy pasta sort of yeah uh, phenomenon. I um, don't remember how I first came across it. It was on the internet, but I don't know how I got there. Yeah. But it was spoopy. That's even scarier. It's yeah. like if you like walk down a hallway and all of a sudden you're in a different house. You're like on the internet and whoa, how did I get to this? I mean, I don't place? think it's as creepy <laughs> as if I were to walk down a hallway and be in a different house. All right. Fine. That would be pretty creepy. All right, fine. It's not as creepy. Well, only because I expect the internet beef full of terrifying and the internet beef. <laughs> I expect the internet beef. Is that what I think that's what you said? I slurred B and full together. Okay. Yeah. I didn't say internet beef all of terrifying. <laughs> okay. Um well, let's talk about it. Black eyed children. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Black Eyed Peas, got it. The Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Beginning with their earliest no. I'm not okay. <laughs> That'd be um, really funny if you're like, oh, I thought you wanted me to research the Black Eyed Peas. Listen, uh, probably not going to talk so much about scary stories, more about pop music for like a while. <laughs> this episode is going to be three hours long and we're going to discuss their whole dis- <laughs> discography. Um uh, Probably going to talk a lot about those times that Fergie peed herself. That's going to be my... Wait, what? Yeah, Fergie peed herself a bunch of times. Or like at least a couple times. I can't remember. She peed herself. Look, no, I do need to know about this. <laughs> look it's it going up. on the list. Fergie peed herself that one time, and now idiots like me go, yeah, she just pees herself all the time. <laughs> I mean, we've all peed ourselves. Sure. Most of us were probably babies, but yeah. we've all done it. Yeah. You're not too proud to pee yourself. I, I like am too. Pr- I'm too proud for sure. I might not have the control to avoid it at some point, but I am too proud. <laughs> I get real close sometimes, though. I wait too long. It's not good. It's not good for me. No, it's not. And then you're like, my bladder hurts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not because of that. It's only on the. I do that all the time. It's only on the days I have coffee. <laughs> That it matters. Let's get back on track. <clears throat> yes, please. Uh, the Black Eyed Children. Uh, I wrote down to start this all. I think a lot of scary stories, the stuff that sticks with people, relies on like a particular spooky image that just sits in your head. Right? Yeah. Um, I think a whole bunch of people are afraid of clowns for life just because of Pennywise. Right? And that image and, stays with people. And we've discussed it before. It's the idea of like <clears throat> something having to paint a smile on its face yeah it's lying about being happy yeah i don't like it yeah there's a lot of reasons to not i like don't Pennywise. like clowns sure <laughs> also one called me crispy at a birthday party once and i'm not having it <laughs> you really call you are doing a billy eigner thing <laughs> i know no oh, i'm my, just embracing I just, it i saw your face pull back in the <laughs> the sort of way that billy eigner pulls back with a weird yeah. straight face after yelling at someone i love billy eigner yeah me too we should watch some Billy on the street. We should. Anyways. Um, so Pennywise is one example. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one I thought of is, you know, that story about like a, a, a woman's at a gas pump and she goes to like pay for the gas and, the, and the, like a guy is like knocking on her door and trying to get her back out of the car or whatever. And mm. she finally goes out and it turns out there's a crazed maniac in the back seat. Yeah. And that image of just some guy sitting in your back seat like that sticks Ugh. with me. You know what I mean? Um, Slender Man. Slender Man, classic, just sort of like haunting, no face, tall, thin, otherwise like normal man. 
Yeah. Something about that really sticks. The, there's, in the haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. there's that image of like, it's like a real tall guy with the cane. He kind of hovers above the ground. Yeah. That's like, I think of him as Slenderman. That's Slenderman to me. Yeah. Really great so creepy image. Creepy. Um, so yeah, uh, the black eyed children, I think, kind of hangs around partially for this reason. It's just this horrible thought of like, and, and, and the stories written about them tend to be kids of like, you know, like nine to 12 or something like that with <clears throat> just completely black eyes. Yeah. Uh, and I think something about that is just unsettling to begin with. And they're often like sort of like street kids or they'll look like tattered or dirty or like yeah. lost, I guess. Uh, and that image, I think, resonates with people. I think it's a big part of the reason that this story has become kind of like an internet phenomenon. I think partly it's the juxtaposition of like something you would think of as like very innocent and wholesome and it's like children mm-hmm. being essentially evil or like something very wrong with them. Yeah. It's it it's really creepy because it's not right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's in- incongruity. <clears throat> yeah. Um so uh yeah, I, I wrote that this visual element is really important. Um I, I think to the popularity of it. There are lots of stories about black eyed children. Um the Wikipedia entry on this, which is where I started uh, said that there are stories about black-eyed children going back 60 years. Hmm. I take issue with that claim for reasons I'll get into later. All right. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, I think it's not surprising that this story endures. It's pretty freaky to think about. Uh, I'm going to try and trace back. My goal with this was not to look at every possible black-eyed children's story. There's too many. There's a lot of them. And <clears throat> I figured probably most of them, I mean, if there's if there's any... Anything true going on here, if anyone did see kids with creepy black eyes, it's it's probably not going to be coming out of the, you know, like the no sleep subreddit. Yeah. You know, that might be where I originally found it. Could be. No sleep has a lot of that kind of thing. Mm, I don't mm, come to think of it. I don't think it was on Reddit. And then there was um, I mean, creepypasta has had homes in other places on the Internet. before. It was it was a home of creepypastas. Yeah. I don't know which one, but it was a home <clears throat> of them. Right. Um, <clears throat> but basically what I wanted to do is try and trace back where this started and what I could figure out about it. <clears throat> okay. So instead of go wide, go very narrow. Go very deep. So what I ended up with was a shorter than average, uh, episode, I think, but I thought it was really interesting. So. <clears throat> you um, just made a really cute face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like what I found. Nice. I like what I found. Um. Like I said, this is a, you know, or like I didn't say, but was going to say, this is a skeptic podcast. We don't necessarily go in for a lot of this kind of thing, but let's just see where the evidence takes us is what I said. And that's what I did. Okay. And and that being said, we're also <clears throat> open to the possibilities <clears throat> and we like to have fun. Yeah. Right. We like to be scared by stories and yeah. we like to in, entertain the possibilities just as much as anybody. Uh, So let's start with what is probably the first well-known documented mention of something like this. Um, I I said, remember the thing I said about these stories going back 60 years? Uh, I don't – I'm not very sure about that. Um, The the citation on Wikipedia's entry that says that points to several articles, none of which actually say – you know, we're talking about like the – uh, the 1960s or whatever, right? Like yeah. we're not, we're not looking, none of, nothing comes from that time period. 
I kind of imagine <clears throat> like it's one of those things where someone told a story about a kid that spooked them out and everyone's like, was black eyed that's the black eyed children. And it's like, well, no, that's not really a story about black eyed children. That's a story about something else that you're saying is about black eyed children. Yeah. It's like in retrospect, you could say it was all kinds of things, but you didn't experience it. And most critically, if I say something right now, if I say I know of a story that happened in the 60s, <clears throat> that doesn't mean the stories originated in the 60s. Yeah. Right? Right. <clears throat> That's very true. So for me, it's what I did find was a whole lot of people backdating stuff. Okay. Uh, and uh, even a, a couple of uh, uh, published uh, works, which I'll get into later. But the first chronologically, the first mention of anything like this, um, it's... Um, Can I guess? Sure. I'm going to say early 2000s. Earlier, but not by really? much. Really? Not by much. 98. Yeah. Uh, y- yes, or at least I'll get into it more, but yes, that's what I found. I was 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You saw me see me doing mental math. I did. Um, it's base 10, though. That one's an easy one. It is an easy one. Um, this is uh, basically a mention in a ghost-related mailing – well, what I thought was a mailing list. And actually, it did end up on a mailing list. It may have originated elsewhere, which I'll get into. But a, a mention in a ghost-related mailing list in 1998 uh, it, uh, was authored by a guy named Brian Bethel, Right. Uh, Brian Bethel uh, submitted this story to the mailing list Ghost Discuss at Lido.com, which is apparently like, you know, like th- they were distributing stories collected from other places via the mailing list. <clears throat> okay. And this is Brian's. Um, he is right now a journalist with the Abilene Reporter News, which is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I tracked down the original email, which is not hard to find. Um, I think it's worth noting too that this story is by far the most popular thing that Ghost Discuss ever talked about because on a search of that email address, everything points to Black Eyed Children. There's really only like 13 results in a search that mention this email address. Okay. But they're, but they're all Black Eyed Children related. Some of them in like Cyrillic script, like this has gone around the world. Hmm. Which is interesting to me. Um, Everyone likes to be spooped. Yeah, right. The world loves being spooped out. Even in different languages. Even Oh, I forgot to mention it's Spoopsember. We're taking the spoops all the way into December. Spoopvember is <laughs> Spoopvember has come and gone. Spooptober kicked it off. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're just spooping our way all the way to Christmas. Um, to forever spoop. So. Uh, the email from Brian is moderately lengthy, uh, but let me summarize. <laughs> moderately the... funny? <laughs> it's possibly funny. Possibly funny. Uh, he recounts a story of leaving his apartment uh, in Abilene, Texas, uh, to pay his internet bill at the drop-off out, oh, wow. outside of their building. Yeah, right. He drove to pay his internet bill in a drop-off box. <sighs> doesn't, doesn't that sound like a whole other time? <laughs> What's the internet for if it's not for paying your internet bill? He did did it with a check that he dropped in a drop-off box. (laughs) Man. (laughs) I love the past. Yeah. Um, So he parks 
outside the movie theater next door, right? And he's writing out his check in his car, and he hears a knock on the driver's side window. And um, he looks over, and he sees uh, these two kids standing outside the window. And something about them right from the outset makes him uncomfortable, he says. Um, He doesn't – he makes a point of saying he hasn't noticed their eyes yet, which I will come back to. But he just doesn't feel comfortable. Um, he rolls the window down a touch, and then one of the children, uh, which he, he calls the spokesman, mm-hmm. um, and he notes his teeth are unnaturally white. Uh, the kid asks confidently for a ride home because they forgot their ticket money uh, for the movie. Um, and uh, this is where I quote from him a bit. The kid says, hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem. Um, he says his voice was that of a young man, but his diction, quiet, calm, and something I couldn't put my finger on made my desire to flee even greater. The kid says, you see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money. We need to go to our house to get it. Want to help us out? That's how he remembers this conversation, right? 1998? Yeah. You see, mister, can you help us out there? We want to see the films. We're trying to see a moving picture. (laughs) Want to put a quarter in the Nickelodeon? (laughs) He was chomping on a cigar. (laughs) Yeah, you see? He's got a little bowler hat on. Picturing a gray jacket, like, but like tail. For some reason, he's wearing tails yeah. in the middle of the day. They're wearing like suspenders and red bow ties. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mister, see, Mister, you gotta help what? me out here, yeah, see. We gotta catch the films, but we for <laughs> what's a nice sling for money? We forgot our coin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so do us a solid. Here's the next thing he writes. Uh, he says, okay, journalists are required to talk to lots of people, and that includes children. I've seen and spoken to lots of them. In short, kids are usually apologetic. People generally teach children that when they talk to adults, they're usually bothering them for one reason or another, and they should at least be polite. <laughs> As it should be. <coughs> yes. Children should always feel bad for talking to adults. Seen it, not heard. Hear, hear. Ha, ha. <laughs> Um, he says this kid was in no way fitting the mold. His uh, command of language was incredible and he showed no signs of fear. He spoke as if my help was a foregone conclusion. When he grinned, it, it was as if he was trying to say, I know something and you're not going to like it. But the only way you're going to find out what it is will be to do what I say. OK, that's that's a loaded grin. That grin <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you said that. Because that was something that I felt, too, reading this. It's like, that's a narrative device more than, like, the way you would describe something that you felt. Yeah. You know? That's that's exposition. It is. Um, <clears throat> which I think is relevant. And let me just say, I've met a lot of smiling people. I've lot of, <laughs> met a lot of grinners. Yeah. None of them grin with that much exposition. <laughs> It's, I've never seen someone expose their entire intent with a grin. Never once. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, after this, the second kid is only kind of looking on, but he seems shocked when Brian doesn't open his door, right? Uh, and then the first kid, the <laughs> spokesman, says, come on, mister, now we just want to go to our house and we're just two little boys. Okay. <laughs> Young men referring to themselves as little boys is weird. How old did he suppose well, they were? Again, they're like 9 to 12, kind of. They are kids. Oh, okay. Um, which it's is part still, of why it's he's still weird for them to refer to themselves as little boys. Cause I feel like most yeah. little kids want to be thought of as older than they are. Oh yeah. And 
Okay. Well, that's that's supporting to his story, right? Yeah, it was 98 and the world was different. But, like, did nine-year-olds go to the movies alone and ask strangers for rides then? I actually think maybe. I mean, Stranger Danger was happening. It was, it was happening. Um, but still. It was happening real hardcore. Yeah. It had happened. <laughs> it had happened. And was continuing it to happen. It was ongoing. And, like, okay, so I was 10 in 1998. Sure. So I was around the age of these little boys. These little boys. <laughs> and, um... I'm just a little boy, see? My mom would never. Not in a million years. Although one time, <laughs> we went to the movie theater. It was my mom and my one brother, Randy, and his friend, Keith, and myself. I was probably maybe a little younger than that age. It was probably like six or seven. Okay. And do you remember the theater in the Austin Town Plaza? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Actually, my stepsister used to work there. Well, before she worked there, before it was the oh. independent theater and it was just a cheapy theater. Right. Um, we went there and they all go inside and they forget to hold the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was too little to open. That door is kind of heavy. I was too little to open it on my own. So I stood outside the theater knocking on the door for them to come back and let me in. Oh, my God. That's so sad. They just went in and left me out there. (laughs) That's That's the closest my mom would let me get at that age to being at a theater alone. See, when she forgot me outside. (laughs) If that was a TV show, that would be like the beginning before you went off and had a whole like uh, baby's day out scenario. Yes, yeah. it will. It would be like my home alone. Yeah, it would only you're not at home and <laughs> and you're surrounded by strangers. And there's a Dollar General next door with lots of candy in it. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> sad story. I actually feel bad. That's sad. I mean, they came back right after. It's not. I wasn't out there long. They were just <laughs> like, oh shit. I thought, I thought it got the impression that it was a while. Oh, no. It was just like I knocked. They just walked in and I knocked and my mom turned around and went, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's get back to this real quick. Uh, so um, at this point, uh, the kids tell him that they're there to see Mortal Kombat. Wow. Mortal Kombat. Cool. Which was not a good movie. Um, no, they were going to be disappointed anyway. They should just they didn't need to see that film. Sure. Uh, he notes on by looking at the marquee that it's halfway through the last showing of that movie that night. Which is a detail that he, he includes. Uh, the kid continues to pressure him into opening the door, and he looks and he realizes to his horror, his hand has strayed towards the door lock to open it. Um, <laughs> which So the kid has, like, mind-melded him into... Certainly persuaded him in some way that is supernaturally sounding right. All right. I see your, I see your bullshit detector going yeah, off. Yeah, I'm Stick skeptical. With me. Um, uh, he pulls back in fear and this is when he notices their eyes. He makes a point of mentioning this is when he notices their eyes, uh, the, the sort of just full black eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, they become more persistent and they insist that he open the door. And as he reaches for the gear shift to like pull out of there, he hears the spokesman saying we can't, or we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Mm-hmm. Which is creepy as hell. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point he frantically reverses the car and pulls out. And as he looks back in his rear view, he sees that they're gone and the sidewalk is deserted. Um, Weird. I'm not convinced I haven't read that exact story before. It's I, like I said, it was it was the most popular thing that this that was ever put out by this mailing list. And actually, 
for reasons that Actually. I'll get into later. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> uh, it uh, it comes up. It's it's <clears throat> it's part of other things. I think I know one of the ones that I I remember reading had something to do with a car. It seems like I don't know if a lot of them have to do with people being in cars or if it's just this one and I'm just like more often what I read is that they deal with kids at front doors. I remember some at front doors. Uh, the one, the stuff that I read, just a, 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 like I said, I didn't do a deep dive on all the stories, but I looked around. There are multiple stories of kids <laughs> at the door wanting to come in, mm-hmm. um, which I think, if I was going to guess, I would say that his story and the insistence of the kids needing him to let them in just applies better to a house. Yeah, because. We all have that relatable lore of, like, vampires. Right. So it's a little easier to accept that narratively speaking of, yeah. like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. It's something we've heard of. But, like, it doesn't apply to cars. Right. It's it's not it's not, not as effective with cars, but, but his story obviously sticks yeah. with people for, you know, plenty of reasons. Uh, it's it's newish. It's, I mean, like I said, this is the first story of Black Eyed Children I could identify. Um, so... I wrote, well, that's a great story, right? Um, it's a good story. Uh, I wrote, prepare to be disappointed because every single encounter I could find related to black-eyed children basically comes from Reddit, uh, <clears throat> which is, you know, like the No Sleep subreddit has a lot of these, uh, uh, or the Daily Star, interestingly enough. What's um, the Daily Star? The Daily Star is a tabloid newspaper. Okay. Which is basically, you know, like the Sun or the Weekly World News or things like that. You know, like the Sun or also its counterpart, the Moon. <sighs> yes. You've heard of it, maybe. <laughs> um, the the stories they put up on the Black Eyed Children in short succession, there was like three issues more or less back to back that they ran on the Black Eyed Children. Mm-hmm. And they all have the kind of earmarks of tabloid spin up type stuff like you would expect. Um, they had like a, a buildup, they had an arc to them, a story, uh, you know, like an initial story, a follow up, and then clear through to the third issue claiming there was an increase of sightings of the black eyed children. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is what happens when you publish a story and people write in, you know? Um, it's like, well, no, it's not, there wasn't an increase. It's just, you're putting this thought in people's heads now. Yeah. And also they want to get in on it. Uh, it's fun. It's it is fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun, you know. I, but the reason I mention this is just that. But there is something wrong with keeping those kids from watching their films. <laughs> hey, Mister, see, they just wanted some penny candies. <laughs> we just want to sit in the. We just want to sit in the theater and watch Mortal Kombat like normal kids, see? <laughs> yeah, we're just two normal kids, a night out on the town. <laughs> For some reason, we we. Now it's so, starting to sound like the Canadians from South Park to me. I'm just imagining their their <laughs> yeah. whole heads flapping open when they talk. <laughs> hey, buddy. What did uh, they do to the theater, guy? Oh, wow. Oh, boy. South Park Canadians. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> South Park. Uh, so I found myself having to make some rules for myself this episode. To mm-hmm. sort of like keep focus. And that, those, Boundaries are important. Evidently. And that excluded a lot of the material that allowed me to focus mostly on this story. I didn't want to talk about most of the stories. This is is kind of a difficult sort of topic. I, I've had a couple topics like this too where it's like 
sometimes you want to entertain Mm -hmm. the stories because that's the interesting part but you also do need to find like where to draw the line yeah so you can narrow it down and get actual information right doing weird hand motions you're doing a lot of hand motions oh it's because i have like my elbow on the table i'm just (laughs) gesturing with my hand you're really larry kinging me right now larry kinging the shit out of this (laughs) podcast psych gags um so i i'll tell you stories that i immediately glossed over were any story on a website where it just says someone wrote in and said this and it wasn't attributed in any way. Yeah. Blew right past that. Um, <clears throat> and any story that claimed that it was told to that person by someone else, yeah. I skipped past as well, right? Hearsay is not valid in a court of law or a court of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> doom, doom. <laughs> Order in the court, damn it. Um, All right. <laughs> so I... I did include one more uh, story that I, and, and just briefly, that I thought was interesting. That's e- fucking interesting. Even though it was unattributed, it just had a certain character to it that I wanted to mention it. Good stories are good stories. <clears throat> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was uh, one uh, story of a woman who let the black-eyed kids into her home. <gasps> and actually Don't do that. Claimed that the kids showed up on the porch and she let them in. And then they they just cleaned her house for her, and she gave him like five bucks. Well, like I didn't write this down, but I'm remembering that like the story was that the kids came in, and they were kind of weird and skittish, and they were staying somewhere in the house. And then there was a power outage, and the kids were just standing in the hallway looking at this woman and creeping her out for a long time. That's why you don't let strange children into your home. And then eventually, Deborah? they were picked up by like G men looking dudes who like they were like, oh, "Our parents are here." And then there were just like dudes in suits. The, pick the secret kids up. service just picks them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that was kind of weird. Uh, the best part of that story was that she was talking about all kinds of crazy things happening after they left. Like her cats went missing, and then her husband was like vomiting blood and got <laughs> diagnosed it, with cancer and then stuff. Her, then her husband went missing, <laughs> and then she realized that she was a murderer the whole time. And then her house went missing. It was that weird. was weird. Also, then her clothes went missing. <laughs> Things got very strange. Oh, my. <laughs> Scandalous. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting one. I didn't want to talk that much about it, but I found it interesting. There was one other one, which was uh, a man who had a one-night stand <laughs> with a woman whose kids were, like, up at night and, like, walking around the house all night, like, real late. And then he got diagnosed with bladder cancer and died six months later. Also, no attribution to that. Oh, no, baby. Hmm. Because we're talking about this, I'm going to have bladder cancer. No. No. But that's how it works. I'm going to see a black-eyed child, and then I'm going to have bladder cancer. Well, if you do see a black-eyed child, go to the doctor immediately. (laughs) Okay. Just promise me that. Also, maybe I should just do that anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just go to the doctor. Just go to the doctor. (laughs) I'm working on it, and there's insurance issues. So, there's a follow-up to Brian Bethel's story. I'm going right back to Brian Bethel. He's the laser focus of of my research. Yeah, let's put the screws to him. Yeah. Um, The the thing about Brian Bethel is, like, he's actually a journalist. Mm -hmm. And he says he's a journalist in that story. He makes it clear, and I looked him up, and he super is, which I found interesting. Because it's like, it does lead a person a little bit more credibility if they dig in and insist something happened, it's like, okay, well, this person's a journalist. I'm, I'm inclined to listen to them a little bit more closely. It kind of goes both ways for me, though. Because on the one side, I'm like, well, you're a journalist. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. 
Like, of course you can make a story. Right. It's it's a thing where I I know better than to have this instinct, but it's like I at least want to give I want to trust account. you. You have journalistic integrity. Right. So, um, there it was a follow-up to his story. Yeah. Weirdly enough, in 2015. Hmm. Which, I mean, that's a long time later. That's that's 17 years after that Glad email. you did the math. <clears throat> what? Glad you did the math. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Because I wasn't gonna. I couldn't. Uh, could you say that again? Because I wasn't gonna. Okay, I got you that time. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so he's, this is 17 years afterward. He's a reporter for the Abilene Reporter News. He recalls this whole story many years later in like an article in the paper, um, specifically because in 2015, uh, he was a, he was, he was featured in a TV show called Monsters and Mysteries in America. Was that on Netflix? I don't know. I it, I know that it aired on the uh, Destination America channel. I'm trying to remember if that's one of the shows I used to watch. It sounds similar to one I used to watch, but it could be honestly. Because <clears throat> I, I like stuff like that. I've never heard of this channel before. I didn't know Destination America was a thing. Can we uh, can we try to find that episode? We can try to find it. Um, I can only surmise that his interview on this show, um because I haven't seen it, lines up a lot with what he also wrote for the article for the Abilene Reporter News. Mm-hmm. Um, and while almost all of the story is the same, there are some subtle differences in the details which have changed over the years. Now, you can kind of give a guy credit for not remembering things exactly the same 17 years 17 later. 17 years later. Except he's also like, <clears throat> he experienced something, presumably, then mm-hmm. wrote it down. And then had 17 years to have record of it. Check your work. Right. Especially is, before you're interviewed on TV and write an article about it. Yeah, which I think is interesting. Um, what what follows here is going to be a little bit nitpicky. Yeah, if you can find it on the internet, right? he surely can. Yeah, well, he definitely had record of One it. One of you is a journalist, and it's not you. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. right. Yeah, weirdly. Um so here's here's what I think is an example of a very noteworthy change of detail. Uh, in the original email, again, I was careful to point out that he said he didn't notice the eyes of the kid in mm-hmm. the interaction, right? Until there's and a it, specific part. They were like trying to get in his car at that point or something. He essentially looks away, and mm-hmm. then when he looks back, they he he notices it, right? Oh, God, the eyes, the <laughs> eyes, the eyes, my God. Uh, he, he looks away, he looks back. Kids have creepy black eyes, right? Um, creepy black eyes. I mean, it's kind of rude to say. <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing there? All right. OK. <laughs> we're that show now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. I had to. I know you had to. You, you can't help it. It's you your can't. nature. It's your nature. I have a brain disease. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me do it. So, um, he, again, looks away, looks back, then he notices. Black eyes. Uh, in the 2015 <laughs> follow-up, shut up, uh, he's very clear that, uh, that at the middle of this exchange, after looking away a moment, the eyes had changed. Now, I, again, this is going to sound nitpicky, but hear me out. 
I think that that's purposeful. Yeah, the the first version made it sound like he just didn't notice them. Right. I think it was he he I mean he went out of his way to mention something he hadn't noticed at that point and would notice later. Yeah. Um I think this change is purposeful. I'm not Okay, so at this point in the research, here's what I'm thinking. I'm putting you in my shoes. You, you guys have gone with me chronologically here. Mm-hmm. At this point in my research, I was thinking, I don't necessarily think that he's lying about what he thinks happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm thinking the main reason for this change uh, is that many people after the fact have had a lot of time to talk about his story. Yeah. Right. One of the things that people said is that the kids may have been wearing black contact lenses. Oh, okay. So, if you, so, there's a couple of reasons to uh, to let's shake that idea out for a second, right? Yeah. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty great dismissal of if if that's if that's possible, right? Yeah. Um, it explains the story a lot better than than you know just kids having weird black eyes, right? Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing. It's possible. It would still be weird for two nine-year-olds to be wearing blackout contacts. Yeah. In 1998. That's, that is right there. Ding, ding, ding. It's 1998. They are not widely commercially available It's yet. not Halloween. Yeah. Right? It's like, even today, they're available, but you don't see 98. most nine-year-olds wearing them not all nine. the time. They weren't widely commercially available until 2004. Yeah. Which is a very important detail. But for some reason, I still think he added this detail to get around that criticism. Yeah. That's my suspicion. I don't, I can't prove that, but I think that that dismisses what is a big criticism of his story. Yeah. Uh, is that, no, it suddenly changed and I only looked away for a second. Like, it's like, that's a specific yeah. thing that he later added in, which I think addresses that. Sorry, my phone. Um, anyway. Every time, Dave. I know. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Um, so, uh, digging deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, after his, after I read all this and all of his follow-up, I was looking at other sources of information on black-eyed kids. Um, I found something, um, well, actually, hold on a minute. Uh, so (laughs) let me see if I can remember what I, uh, was writing here. So remember that thing about accounts of black eyed children (laughs) going back possibly to the, the, the sixties or 60 years ago. Right. Yeah. What actually seems to have happened as far as I can tell is that there are stories of black eyed children appearing back to the eighties. Uh, but again, it wasn't talked about at that time. This is an invention I mean the after 80s the fact. Minus a few years as the sixties. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, basically, it's like the same thing. Just round it. Yeah, just, just, round just the a number. rounding error. Um. So let's see. I have not been able to get this timeline out of my head. Is what I wrote uh, with regards to like the the contact lenses and the when the story was yeah. told and all this. Um. The problem with the the 1998 account, the problem with that story, like why this, like like why this phenomenon got so, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Just forget everything I just said. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the mid 2000s, 
this story got recirculated. Mm-hmm. So he publishes this thing or sends it off and it gets popularized in 98 or whatever. Uh, after that, all kinds of things start to happen. Like I said, the Sun published the tabloids. People have spinoff stories. Um, and in 2013, a guy named Lee Brickley publishes a story involving his aunt, which implicates black-eyed children in the summer of 1982 in Staffordshire, UK. Okay. Um, and this is where I noted, which we've already discussed, all these stories seem to differ from the original. They all happen in homes where the children come to knock on the door and demand to be let in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I managed to, this is, I was looking more into the origin of the story. I, the, the email thread thing was just interesting to me, like how that would, how this. How do you get on that thread? If yeah. this is like the first yeah. story we can find it's tell just, of, you know. It was just interesting to me that like if this guy believed this to be true, why the very first place he submits it to is a popular like ghost story email thread kind of thing. Also I mean, considering he's in journalism school and all that. I guess I could justify it if when you think of it in the way of like he's in journalism school, he wants to be con- taken seriously and also maybe doesn't really believe what he saw. Yeah. You might be something you go to like a forum about and be like, this is fucking weird, right? Tell me I'm just losing my mind. Yeah. Yes. I, I can kind of understand that. So here is my next, uh, I guess, source on all of this stuff, which is really interesting. I managed to find, by way of, of all things, knowyourmeme.com. This, right. this really was super interesting to me. Knowyourmeme.com really knows its memes. Know your meme. Knows their memes. Knows some shit. Uh, I found on there more about the origination of this story. Okay. And in particular, it's two years prior to the 1998 email. Okay. This interested me a lot. So this is the the story, not that Brian told, but of the other person told of his aunt? This is Brian's story. Oh, Brian's story. Two years before. Okay. I thought this was really interesting. Um, I was... Okay, so, um, no, it wasn't 96. It was, okay, so it was actually 97. Uh, it predates the popular email by actually a half a year. All right. Um, but then I got really confused because this is on Google Groups, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I, I almost never use Google Groups at all. It's kind of forum related. It's kind of like a forum, more mm-hmm. or less. Uh, but what confused me is that he posted this on Google Groups in 1997, and Google wasn't even founded until, like, 98, which is weird to me, right? Yeah. So then I found out that what's happening with Google Groups is that they bought Usenet in 2001, mm. which means all of this is posted on really old Usenet boards. From nine, like the nineties. I I know this is not that exciting to anyone else. No, I mean it explains <laughs> it. It's just like yeah, real silly. I just found myself scratching my head. Like you posted this in ninety seven. Like how does that make sense? <laughs> uh, so I had to do a little. I just like that you were like the, the numbers don't add up. The timeline <laughs> isn't right. I'm doing a Pepe Sylvia. Board. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, we all have our moments. So. What was what was on this board? Uh, the it's the alt.folklore.ghoststories uh, board, right? 
Uh, it was, again... Yeah, that. <laughs> July 30th, 97. It's prefaced like this. Here's the second story I posted recently on the Ghost Story discussion group. I thought you guys would like it. Enjoy. Um, okay. Something about the way he introduced it to me, it didn't sound like accounting a story. It sounds like telling someone you're going to tell them a story, right? Right. It tells. It sounds like a fictional story that you wrote, not an actual thing you experienced. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd enjoy it. I thought you exactly. I thought you'd enjoy it. That's it. That's that's why I'm like. This if it's doesn't a feel thing like- that happened to you, it's and it's around the time he posted the other one or before he posted the other one. He would still be like weirded out by it, right? Like, yeah, you would think so. Hey, this is a thing that happened to me. What do you guys think of it? Not like, hope you like it. Hope yeah. you enjoy it. I just, I didn't. The I didn't, tone is weird. The tone's off. Um, furthermore, so I wrote that. <laughs> Welcome to Christy and Dave parse language from <laughs> 17 years ago. Yeah, right. Uh, but basically, he tells the exact same story here. Mm-hmm. Okay, like word for word. Um, I found another article that I, that was interesting. Hoaxes.org noted a, another post from him during the same time period. And this is when I realized you could just look through his post history on Google Groups. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but the most. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hoaxes.org noted a post that he put in a magic users group. Oh. Like for oh? people who have real magic. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. uh, Brian, baby, what are you doing? <laughs> Brian. Be a little more judicious in when you're posting. That's all I'm saying. Maybe not for people who think they have real magic. People are going to think you're serious, Brian. Baby, you're about to be a journalist. Brian. Brian. You're a journalist now. None of this matters. Brian, baby. Good job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so listen, he posts on this group. He, the, the, the full post is, I'm not, I'm not going to read it. Um, also because I don't have it in front of me anymore. Uh, but it's basically, it's, it's real silly to read. It refers to, like I said, real life spell casting and the effects of one's magic on other people. But in it, and I think hoaxes.org maybe could have made too much of this, but I'm not sure. I think it's interesting. He refers to the childhood game of Bloody Mary, right? Mm-hmm. Which everyone knows. Uh, he posits in this post something to the effect that the game is an opportunity for the spontaneous expression of magic. Uh, and he says that reality can be shifted in this moment. And then, and then, quote, the method by which the necessary reality shift would be accomplished is the fear, the story, and the imagined, question mark, entity produced. Um, <clears throat> this was, like I said, hoaxes.org seized on this as a, uh, as sort of like an expression of intent for the later publication of the Black Eyed Children's story, that there is something about producing fear Magic being magic in itself. Scary stories. Yeah. I'm not sure if they made too much of it. I like to think that after he posted that in that magic users forum, they're like, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about shooting sparks out of our fingers. (laughs) Um, It's a great read, actually. All the comments are just mean. 
Are they really? Which is like people arguing about like, like, like settle no, no. down, Brian. And no, then, no, like we're we're talking about like doing real magic, and <laughs> you're talking about just like the magic of storytelling. It's just a bunch of people that all seem to believe they have magic powers, being like, "That's not how it works." I love that. Oh, it's so great. I love that. <laughs> I am I'm cocooning myself. In I see like, that. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, I wrote, some people consider this enough to discredit the intention of his story, but I don't even think we need this detail. <laughs> I think the most relevant thing is the introduction by which he, he said, I hope you enjoy this story. Yeah. It speaks to intent. It's just, He calls it a story. Yeah, right. He did say he's, it's a story. Now, that doesn't necessarily itself mean that it's right. a, not a true story, but the hope you enjoy part is like, you're you're sharing this for my enjoyment. It's entertainment. Yeah. Right. Um. So, final, not finally, one last segment here before I come to my conclusion. Um, I find it uh, incredibly surprising that there is not more written about this thing and the origin of the story. Uh-huh. Because that is maybe more interesting than the story as, as I go forward. Um, I imagine that he probably doesn't prefer that the storyteller part of him is the most known part. Uh, because after he's all, a he's a journalist. Um, yeah. I do find it odd that he like in 2013, like doubled down. Yeah. Right. That's weird. Right. Like that's the time to come out and be like, there's just a story I told. Yeah. It, I like writing stories. It was a story I told. Yeah. It's, it's, it it's just seems weird to talk to about it at all. The internet. Like as a journalist, I just, I wouldn't want to be associated with the, the, the fiction thing i guess no i feel like i feel like the course of action if that's a like a fake story yeah just be you like, know that was... you wrote to be like i was in school i enjoyed storytelling like writing stories i thought it was a spooky idea yeah. so i wrote a story to creep people out it got picked up we kind of went with it yeah for a while but no like it's not a real thing you saying that helps me kind of like more formulate how I feel about it. I I think most people, like, if I know someone's a journalist, it, in my head it's not going to discredit them to me that they like to write fiction as right. well. Like, you, the one, one thing doesn't mean you can't like the other version of it. It's the fact that he insists, and I'm not sure I believe him, and then I further kind of just yeah. question him as a result. Yeah. I don't think he's doing anything wrong. And honestly, <clears throat> what I think is actually no. happening... Is he just likes spooky stories, and yeah. it's no fun to be like, okay, it didn't really happen. It's no fun to that's, do that. That's true. You know, it's no fun to spoil a cool story that the internet has taken hold I of. Think, it I might th- be his biggest work of the rest of his life is this story. I think that's a big part of it, is not wanting to spoil it. Yeah. Because you could just admit, like, oh, there's a thing I do, it's a funny story, like a scary story, whatever. Yeah. But that's not fun. It's not fun. And he's clearly a guy who appreciates the value of fun. And um, the magic of it. <laughs> and the magic of it. <laughs> Billy. Uh, so here's the thing. Brian, that's not what we mean. We shoot sparks from our fingertips. <laughs> 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 Can we just get Billy Eichner oh, on the show? Please. Oh We're famous God. enough if for I could have one, If I could have one celebrity guest, it would be Billy Eichner to yell at me for an hour. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I just had an idea. Billy Eichner should start a podcast, and it'll be called Billy on the Podcast. Yeah, that's, that's all right. 
I like it. You like it more than I do, but I I respect it. It's because it's my idea. Yeah, that's it. So, listen. uh, Detail about uh, Brian Bethel. Uh, He graduated in December of 1993 from journalism school. Mm -hmm. And, again, I crawled through most of his uh, Google Groups posts just to have a look. That's a little weird that you could just look through those. It's sort of, but like, you know, like it's a default on Reddit too. And a lot of like, you know, like a lot of forums make user posts accessible that way. Okay. So you're telling me people have looked through your weird posts too. Oh yeah. No, one time uh, Matt Craig just told me he was just reading my post history. I, I, oh, that's right. I, I remember, I remember just being that. like, oh God. Like, oh. oh And God, then you went back and there? read and was like, what have I said? Yeah. I had to go back and be like, now... Like, no one I know in real life has ever read I'm so my... sorry. You, you're right. I'm just... I had to sneeze. Yeah. Anyway, it turned out it was fine. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so again, Brian graduated in 1993, and I found in his post that he was telling stories uh, for, like, a couple of years on the internet around this time period. Like, cataloging creepy one. stories and sharing them with people and ghost stories and specifically local ones. Huh. Uh, here's a post. Uh, it was from July 23rd of 1994. So, again, like years before the initial appearance of his own story. And uh, it starts with the words, well, I am back on again with more tales of terror. Okay. So, so this, you know, so there's just a dude telling creepy stories like on the telling Internet. Creepy stories. This is a part of the thing that I never would have found at the beginning of this. I had to dig this far in to get a sense of who he is. You had to look at someone's. <laughs> Google Groups posts from the 90s. <laughs> Did you ever think? It's like 24 years ago. Did you ever think that we would be doing a podcast that we would look at people's <laughs> forum posts from 24 years ago? Oh, man. Never. Because that's our lives now. That's what we're doing now. That's what we do. It's freaking weird. It's strange. Brian. It's delightful, but it's strange. Yeah, Brian's going to love this when he, when he finds <gasps> out we've been Brian. reading his post. <laughs> you want to talk about it, Brian? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I feel like this is it, – it, if it wasn't for the fact that I think that there's some compelling sort of like – you know, like I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, uh, be too revealing about this I guy love as a that, person. I love that we're also being like, oh, no, yeah, I understand why he wouldn't want to come out and admit it because it's not fun to say it's not real. And we're like, it's not real. Yeah. We're horrible. We are the not funnest people. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's something really self-contradictory about that. Yeah. Uh, it's so, okay. It's who but, we are. But basically, he told tales of terror on uh, what I guess was Usenet at the time. Uh, yeah. A few scary stories like a haunting in his former journalism building on campus uh, where there had been a murder in the 70s uh, or a story about a lantern-waving ghost of a sharecropper in Coleman, Texas, uh, which he admits he doesn't see for himself, but he goes <laughs> to, you know, look at to it. try. Uh, a story he also admits he cannot verify of ghostly music at the site of what used to be the Echo, what is an inactive Echo Jamboree Opera House in Echo, Texas. Uh, No music had been played there for a decade, but people reported hearing music, which is... There hasn't been an opera singer here in years. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, It's just a thing that that he, you know, he he did, uh, I would assume, a number of these. Mm -hmm. At at least two, because he said he was back again. Yeah. Um... 
This isn't his only such post on the Ghost Stories group. I, there's another one I found. Uh, it was the tale of a ghost of a woman named Jenny Papworth, and it ends. Hope you enjoyed it. Pleasant dreams. And don't worry. As far as we know, Jenny's reach doesn't extend beyond Texas. At least we hope it doesn't with a little wink, <laughs> wink, winky face. <laughs> so, you know, like, okay, so that's this is relevant to me in the sense of I'm trying to figure out whether this black eyed children thing has any legs to it. Right. Yeah. And pretty much everyone, ev- everyone uh, who talks everyone. about this. Uh, cites this story as the first appearance of that idea. The creepy kids with the black eyes that want to be let into a building or a car or whatever. So it's it's relevant to me. You have to give us permission, mister. <laughs> so yeah, we've, we've established a pattern here now of, <clears throat> this is a dude, innocently enough, who likes to tell spooky stories. Um, he wants, I think, from context, I could determine he wants to believe in spooky things. Yeah. Um, he seems to have like, OK, so the haunting in his journalism building, there was a girl there and then he turned away and he looked back and she was gone. And, you know, who knows what that actually was. But he he wanted to believe that it was a ghost and his buddy, Chad, who was hanging out, saw it, too. So that's cool. You know, and what a Chad. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just like I th- we've established a little bit of a pattern of a guy that I kind of think is not that different from me. Um, at least, yeah. you know, I like being spooked out. I like entertaining stuff like this. Um, the, the difference just seems like a normal dude. The thing we wouldn't do is probably really buckle down on something that creeped us out actually happening or being what we thought it was. Yeah. Right? So this is the thing that distinguishes him for me. Um, I don't think he's a bad guy for doing it, but I just, well, think, I mean, we're curmudgeons, so <laughs> I just think it's like. All that for me gets factored in when I'm trying to figure out if something actually happened or happened, you know, happened at all, let alone the way that he thinks it did or says he thinks it did. Well, it's the difference between you and him and me and him is intent. You and I are people who like to know the truth of things. Yeah. And from the little we know of him. Yeah. And this, we don't know much about him at all. Nope. Don't Just know from nearly anything. The stories about him. he's told. Yeah. Is, is that he seems like the person who likes to embrace the wonder in the scary and <laughs> real. Bless oh, my you. goodness. Ugh. At least we've both sneezed. I would have <sighs> felt really bad if it was just me. Jesus. You okay? That was a big one. Yes. Oh, my God. My head. Anyway, Ugh. I might cut this whole thing out. I'm going to sneeze again. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway, I think the the biggest difference is between you and him and me and him is the fact that we we're in it to find the truth and he's in it for for the fun of it, for the storytelling, for the scares. Yeah. I, I think it's a different angle. We that's the way our brains work. Like mm-hmm. that's what's exciting to us is figuring out if something's real. Or the the moment where the skepticism, the little bell goes off in our mind and we go, okay. Yeah, I think so. That everyone has different motivations and different things that do it for them. And that's what does it. That's what do it for us. <laughs> that's what does it for us. And sometimes for other people, it's like the fun of the story and not the fun of chasing the truth. Yeah, right. Like people have different uh, things that they ultimately value. Yeah. 
you know? And that's not wrong. No, I don't think bad. Like people are just different from each other sometimes. And I, you know, it's kind of nice. We need people like that. So we can have people like us. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to scrap my conclusion because I kind of think I've said most of it and you've said, you know, parts of it as well. But uh, Uh as far as I can tell, that's the reality of where the black eyed children's story comes from is this, this one. I mean, it's, and it's like, it's funny because in 1996, or 1994, or, you know, like all the way back then, people were really doing what they're doing now with a bunch of their time on the internet. Yeah. It's just trying to freak each other out. Uh-huh. And it's funny. I, I feel like, like like that's just something we have always done as people. Uh, and the internet has made it take on a particular kind of form, maybe. Yeah. And there's like a... Made uh, it easier. Yeah, and it's taken on a kind of a template, or it's like, you know, it's like a, it's a very specific way of doing it. I mean, listen, it used to be campfire stories. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so, in short, uh, I while I don't think I'd ever double down on a ghost story, and I'm moderately peeved at Brian for doing this, <laughs> I respect it. I respect the fact that, as far as I can tell, and I'm reading a lot into a guy that I've never met. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like he's a guy who really appreciates the value of a spooky story and finds enough value in that thing that to him it's important to keep it alive rather yeah. than to, you know, like drop just the boring old truth on everybody. Yeah. And I so respect he, that. He's got my respect. Yeah. I like Brian, a guy I've never met. Yeah. Isn't it funny <laughs> how you build a relationship with someone in your head based off of like yeah. – information you find that they it's weird because he doesn't know we exist no and i barely actually know he exists right i just i just kind of have seen his internet footprints well you've read a lot of posts from him (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh brian bethel uh if you ever want to talk about it hit us up (laughs) this is the wrong way to do this This, if this somehow (laughs) finds you yeah he's not listening to the we we would have to reach out to him for sure yeah (laughs) i don't think he'd hear from us this way i know but if something happened and he did it'd be nice to talk to him yeah be nice to talk to him i do want to hear his side um we are fair people and we would like to hear like other Opinions that are just our blowhard shit. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of know-it-all dum-dums. My first thought is it's nitrogen. <laughs> My second thought is I know nothing of horticulture. Yeah, and I know nothing of Brian Bethel, in fairness. It's but, true. Uh, we don't. Just things we suppose from the internet, which is what <clears throat> we do. I would love, though, to talk to him and be like, how, how close did I peg you at this time in your life? <laughs> if he'd admit it. Yeah, or if he would even admit it, you know, who knows? He might not. He might triple down. He might triple he down. He might triple down on that double down. He might triple down on the KFC double down. Oh, if he tripled down while eating a double down? I'd quadruple down. I'm not about to be out Two downed. double downs together? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got real strange. Yeah, Stranger than the Black Eyed Children thing. It did. But that's it. And scarier. That's, that's a lot of cholesterol. That is a lot of cholesterol. Well, how much? Yeah, it's a lot of cholesterol. (laughs) You're never supposed to eat, you know, four chicken breasts. (laughs) All at once. Or whatever it is. All right. So that's it. That's a black eyed children. I cannot uh, verify (laughs) or even discuss every single story out there. Go read stories of black eyed children. I think following this thread gave me 
gave me really interesting insight on like a different way of I don't know, just just uh what I think is I don't even know how to say it. I just there's a lot of different people that value different things than me and think differently than me and and you know, like I I couldn't I don't know if I could put myself in a place where I, where I really wanted to keep that that story alive in yeah. a way that uh well, anyway, now I'm just <laughs> I got nothing. I actually wrote a question down that I forgot I wrote down in until I just looked at my notebook. Yeah, right. That's why I have a notebook now. Okay. Um how much of this do you think relates to the satanic panic? Because that was around the same time. Interesting. Like how much of these stories do you think is like like occult- the same occultism. kind of thing? Yeah. Of like, okay, if we're accepting that Satan is a thing. People worship Satan. Maybe there are demons. And like, this is a thing that would be scarier even then than it was now. Right. Because it was like in the forefront. Yeah. Right. I would, I would think that, I would think that there is a sort of like a demonology kind of (laughs) connection of like spooky kids with black eyes is not that far off from some sort of like a demonic uh, symbolism or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there could definitely be a connection there. In the contrast of evil and innocence thing. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I think you're right. There's some thematic connection. I think a lot of this stuff goes hand in hand. And also, like, someone growing up at that time, being pretty young when the satanic panic thing was happening, if you're someone who loves scaring people and yeah. scary stories, yeah, you're going to jump on that and be like, oh, people are freaked out by this. Mm-hmm. This will be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a thought I had. That's an interesting connection I wouldn't have made. I forget what exactly made me think of it, but I I was thinking of the the time that it took place, I guess, and then something else he said made me go, satanic panic, maybe. I'm just blown away that two kids try to convince someone they were there to see Mortal Kombat. (laughs) No one's there to see Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's it. That movie did not do well. It did not. And there has not been one since, I don't think. This is a podcast all about how the Mortal Kombat movie did not do well. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 61 of Stuff About Mortal Kombat the Movie. <laughs> We've pretty much talked about everything. Now we're going to talk about costume design. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, again, my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, Bubble bath. So that's it. That's Goose Chase. That's this Goose Chase. Uh, We've chased that goose. We chased that goose we right off a cliff. Pretty good. Into the annals of the internet, mm-hmm. as I like to say. As you often say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to get off this microphone before I sneeze again, because uh-huh. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've cut it out at this point already, but I'm real sneezy, so. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm Doc. <laughs> I'm dopey. <laughs> All right, let's get off this podcast. Uh, so thanks for listening, uh, as always. Uh, this has been an episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Uh, send us your suggestions. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. All right. So have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. You too. What about you? Oh. oh. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod. 
And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 